0: competition in the AI industry is getting quite interesting. I explained it in a previous episode called AI Wars, how this competition is getting shaped across three different sort of ecosystems. I broke it down into the OpenAI Microsoft ecosystem, into the Stability AI ecosystem, and then into the DeepMind Google ecosystem. As I explained already, the OpenAI Microsoft ecosystem might be moving toward an ecosystem where it develops around the apis on openai then ChatGPT working both as a free and paid tool and then on the other side all the other openai products integrated within microsoft azure cloud infrastructure and plus integrated within all the other microsoft products things like bing or linkedin or perhaps uh, office And in addition to that, also the development of specific products uh, in, um, in partnership between the two teams. So Microsoft and OpenAI. One example is the GitHub Copilot, which has become already quite a successful product for developers. The other ecosystem which I explained is the stability ecosystem, which might be moving along the AWS ecosystem when it comes to the supercomputing, so the ability to have a supercomputer as underlying infrastructure to train stable diffusion and forward. Uh, and then on the other side, Apple has a way to actually enable Stable Diffusion to be released. Again, here there is nothing structured, meaning that the only partnership in place is between Stable Diffusion and AWS, but is uh, primarily a commercial partnership where it might be that stable, Stability Eye is getting some price discounts on the computing power that is consuming as uh, the Stability AI trains those models. And then on the other side, there is the DeepMind Google uh, ecosystem and this is quite interesting this is where i'm going to focus today because uh, the um, uh, as you might know google has been working on ai for years and already back in 2018 uh, sundar pichai the ceo of the company announced how google would become uh, an ai first company so it was really the first to make a huge move into the AI industry and it was among the first players actually to acquire in 2014 DeepMind for more than 500 million dollars so it was an important bet for the company and we uh, all know, at least I've been following for years, how Google has been integrating AI in many of its products from a search to images, assistance and, uh, and more now, the thing is, uh, with the release of ChatGPT and, you know, first the release of G- uh, GPT-3 in 2020 and then with the release of ChatGPT in 2022, OpenAI took a leap forward, which m- was more about the, the mindset from uh, an entrepreneurial standpoint than actually the technology alone, because... Um, uh, again, Google didn't take the risk to launch those products, those AI products. The main reason that Google is telling us is because actually those product, uh, this technology can be so transformative that uh, actually releasing it in this way would be too dangerous. We can understand this kind of justification. On the other side, there is also what OpenAI says with Sam Altman that says, you know, since this technology is going to be so transformative, you cannot release it at once. Um, you know, in, in the world. Uh, once this technology is going to be too powerful, you want to release it uh, gradually, as, and uh, as this technology becomes better and better, it also gives the chance to society to adapt to what it can do and also get the chance to society to actually reshape around this technology. So again, on both sides, there are arguments and um, uh, each of those sites, as you can imagine, they're both, uh, like if you wish, ethical, philosophical reasons but then there are a lot of business reasons why they act in the way they do so it's important always to have, have this sort of uh, uh, sceptic uh, you know, reasoning behind what they say but, you know, the, Google started to ramp up its uh, uh, AI strategy again this year as uh, ChatGPT was released back at the end of November I reported the news of how uh, Code Red at Google might have been, uh, you know, flagged at the company so as a priority to actually put AI in the, in the, in the roadmap as a first priority for the company. And a few days ago, uh, and I, I also uh, covered it in, on the podcast, um, with a, a time interview, the CEO of DeepMind explained that uh, Google was working on a chatgpt like version of of, uh, DeepMind and Google, uh, which uh, would be called the Sparrow and would be released in beta anytime in 2023. And according to the interview with Time, the CEO of DeepMind explained that the reason why they were not going to, they didn't launch yet something like ChatGPT, is because uh, the fear of making, uh, you know, of uh, pushing in the market something that was not um, grounded would be too high. You know, again, we can um, understand that and, um, that, that is, uh, it, and it might make sense uh, and, uh, you know, we might uh, think that Google has the technology to actually launch something like ChatGPT already a few months back or like uh, even probably, you know, a couple of years back, who knows, uh, especially when it came out the news of um, the, that uh, engineer uh, working on uh, the Google language model who actually uh, thought the, the, the machine was uh, sentient you know now the thing is though uh, going forward uh, what's going on uh, what's the strategy uh, how will this thing work now we know that google is working again on sparrow which is going to be a charge gpt like mm, tool but it's going to be more grounded and it's going to be based on uh, citing sources it might be that this um, you know conversational interface might be connected to the web who knows we'll see um, and uh, as i explained in a previous episode the um, it may be that Google is looking into ways to actually um, also integrate this into into search so that it becomes also an enhancer and an enabler of the Google business model. Now yesterday, Google announced uh, its focus on AI with a manifesto of uh, five principles, which uh, moved along the way they're developing for AI. And, you know, they just said that AI is going to be a transformational technology as such, uh, this can be empowering users on many different uh, circumstances, circumstances, from productivity to accessibility. To what end? They explained, of course, uh, that uh, the goal of, of uh, Alphabet and Google is to actually bring forward innovations to to users, but also, um, you know, make sure that uh, this infrastructure is solid and is reliable. And uh, then also. Uh, they acknowledged uh, the, the risk and complexity of ai and therefore they put those uh, the, the risk and complexity of ai in terms of uh, for instance biases and safety arms uh, and other stuff uh, they put it uh, as a priority list for their manifesto and uh, of course uh, they highlighted their approach to a responsible ai uh, and then as a last principle uh, you know they uh, they said that they're tackling ai as a Responsible AI, but as a collective approach rather than approach uh, where there is only Google and only Google is uh, knows what's uh, What's right or wrong now? uh, The interesting thing uh, on Twitter Sander Pichai um, actually Emphasized that Google is working on uh, on a set of apis that uh, will make accessible existing Google products and also new products that Google will be releasing so giving us a glimpse into also the Google strategy of distributing those products through APIs, which is what OpenAI has been doing. And this is definitely quite interesting because it opens up um, you know, more possibilities, but also more competition and also more choices for whoever has to build a business on top of AI. Because the main risk today, of course, is you build a business on top of a single API endpoint, like for instance, OpenAI, and then there comes uh, a tool later on, which does exactly what you build and then Your business goes away like that on the other side if you have the chance to access multiple apis you can build a smart um, integration within your tool which takes into account uh, all the various apis and therefore is more agnostic which is what businesses on the market as more players on the market can offer compared to tech giants i mean you can be agnostic and you can make sure that you offer a solution that goes behind the single player now Google uh, also announced and, uh, its blog and uh, I'm gonna leave everything in the show notes the, the strategy and uh, all the research that it has been done is quite interesting because uh, it seems this was also a little bit of a it, was a it is a research piece of course it's very technical but then on the other side it was also a sort of piece to say um, sort of a you know, blog post where Google is trying to say, you know, we were the ones who actually launched and invented the transformer architecture, which let's remember is the architecture that created this whole, as part of this whole AI revolution right now. So they explained all the work that Google has been has been doing in the last uh, in the last years, uh, you know, with the transformer architecture, how this has been improved and how this has uh, actually uh, getting ready to to do something which is quite interesting which is multi-modality as i explained in uh, many of the previous episodes uh, right now even when i explain the various business models on the, on top of the AI ecosystem i try to uh, i tend to actually break them down in various categories like you know language models image generation video and stuff like that as I said, the interesting part is moving forward, those AI players, foundational player, will actually attempt to create a whole ecosystem under a model that can handle multiple modalities, meaning that you're not gonna get a model anymore that just handles handles like text or images or video or whatever, but you're gonna get a single model who is able to, you know, handle all those all those modalities. One of the most interesting aspects that Google actually highlighted is that they're working on that. So they are working on a multimodal model that uh, can handle all those modalities and you know from a foundational layer standpoint it's very important to understand that because whoever of those players is going to get there is going to be the one who's going to be gaining a lot of market shares because imagine that you are a business on the other side you can plug to apis that uh, are using leveraging a general purpose engine with multi for you building a new tool is going to be much much simpler because, of course, you don't need to plug any more various components and various pieces. Imagine the case of you building a tool that uh, uh, combines text, image, or video. Uh, you need to actually uh, wrap up to uh, wrap together a set of APIs and various features to actually make it work and to have a decent result in the future. If you have a direct API that gives access to a multimodal model, then you're, it's going to be your go-to place to actually build a very specific tool for any a kind of need on the market. So that's why it's very important to understand that. And Google gave us actually a glimpse that is working on that. That's how Google is tackling, uh, you know, its uh, AI strategy going forward.